Hey, Rachel, how are you today? Great, how are you? Very, very good. So, by the way, you're from New York. I'm from New Jersey originally. Oh, New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey, too. Really? Yes. Very cool. The Jersey Shore. Yes. <laughs> are you from North Jersey or Central? Yeah, I'm from North Jersey. Okay. All right. So were you born and raised in New Jersey? Yeah. Wow. So I just got off talking with some other artists that, and I had no idea that New Jersey has some of the most like successful neighborhood musicians in the country. Did you know that? I did. I know Halsey's from Jersey as well. Halsey's from New Jersey. Charlie Puth yeah. is from New Jersey. <laughs> He's from Rumson. Very cool. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I don't know why New Jersey produces some of the most biggest artists. I mean, and the only reason why is because like we live in a, the tri-state area, right? So there's a lot of things to do around here. I mean, you have New York, you have Philly, there's enough to keep you busy. And I always right. thought like some of the better artists came from the remote areas, like where it wasn't really built up. They had a lot of time to write, create, think, but I guess uh, I was wrong on that. I think New Jersey is one of the, like we talked about before, it's a high concentration of, no, I'm sorry. It's a low concentration of musicians, but the ones who are here seem to, to do pretty good. So let me ask you this. So you have, really grew up in music that's right i mean you grew up listening to music and 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 working on your craft right yeah like like tell me about like what like how did you get into music so i've always been into music i loved singing my whole life nobody in my family sings like no literally i'm the only one so i would go to my room and just sing it with my door closed and go live on an app called you now and i'd put my face off the screen like i was this little shy girl um, but everybody started to love just hearing my voice. And then once I started actually wanting to do this, I started singing lessons at 13 years old. And then social media has really helped out. I started with YouTube. That's how my manager found me. So I just started putting covers out and everything. And then slowly I started writing my own music and now we're here. So now you mentioned you started taking vocal lessons, right? Yeah. So what kind of vocal like teacher did you study with was it was like classical theater pop commercial yeah pop for the most part um he's actually an opera singer himself so he's in the music industry as well and I've been working with the same exact vocal coach my whole entire life since I was 13 till now now do you meet in person do you do it over zoom or skype so we used to but he's also traveling because he does his own thing as well so now it's over zoom but for the first few years when we actually got to know each other. It was all in person in um, New York. So like, who are some of your favorite vocalists? Uh, who? Okay, Kelly Clarkson, Demi Lovato, Adele, Sam Smith, John Legend. I mean, I could go, the list can go on for years, uh, but those are a few. And like, like, tell me, like, when you're working with your vocal coach, like, what are some of the things did you learn from him where you're like, wow, like, 
I mean, there's a lot that I've learned from him. A lot of it is actually how to take care of your voice and stretch it properly, which is something that people just think like when you sing, it's just, okay, it's time to go and do your thing. It's literally like a runner as well, where they need to stretch and warm up and get there, like stretching your range and everything. It actually takes time. And even the smallest things like breath control or just managing stress, you could hear it in your voice. There's a lot that I've learned that don't necessarily have to do with like riffs and runs and things that people would think you learn. It's like how you maintain a healthy voice and your breath control and your stamina and all that kind of stuff is the main things that I learned. So are you like a fan of singers or more or less artists? Singers, because it's so, I guess I get, let let me clarify, right? I mean, I think like singers, I mean, when I think of singers, I think of like American Idol. Okay. And like the voice and they're singers. Right. But they're not necessarily artists, right? Okay. So you're saying, so what's your definition of like artist verse? A singer. Well, to me, an artist is someone who sings, but they have something to say they make a personal statement so you could be a singer and 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 work on your craft but really not have a whole lot to say right yeah for sure no i mean my like when i listen to music a lot of the time if i'm listening to music in the car it has to do with like ballads and very like lyrically driven songs so i am fans of like when people have something important to say and what they want to talk about that's what I gravitate towards for sure. Cause that's what my music is as well. So like, I mean, you're a fan of what other people have to say, right? Because it affects you emotionally. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So do you have personal things that you want to say to people? Yeah. I mean, every single song of mine, I would explain as in like a note page from my diary. Like you're literally ripping out my diary and reading a journal entry every single time I release a song. So yeah, I mean, I write songs about relationships, of course. I write about heartbreak, but I also write about mental health and body image and how social media has skewed people's opinions on themselves and just all the things that people would normally shy away from or just look past. I try to write songs about that. Now, when you're writing songs, are you writing songs by yourself on your keyboard or are you writing with a collaborator? It's a mix. So there's nights when I'm just like, okay, I am feeling very inspired right now. I gotta go downstairs and write right now. I've been doing that a lot more recently. But when I first started, I was writing with a bunch of co-writers. I still do. I love it because I get to bounce off of just conversating with them and seeing where their head's at as well. I think a lot of my music comes from just having conversation with people and then putting it into lyrics. So being able to actually talk to somebody while I'm writing is amazing. But at the same time, I write by myself. It's like therapy for me. So I do both. So are some of the best songs that you've written, are they with yourself or are they with a collaborator? That's hard. I mean, I feel like it's both because I have over like a hundred songs just sitting there. So I don't know what my favorite song is. <laughs> I'll let you know when I release it and which one people like more, but so you write all day, is that right? I write all the time. Now, yeah. 
Now, where did you develop your craft of writing? I know some people are born with it, but did you take any kind of, did you, did you learn from other people or is this something that, you know, you're in your room and it is just flowing out of you? So what's really funny is I didn't know that I could write a song like two years ago. So when my manager found me, we sat down. It's actually a really funny story. We sat down and he was like, do you play any instruments? And I was like, no. He's like, do you write? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, okay, so you just sing. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then he was like, okay, I want you to go out, get a piano and start songwriting. And I did that. My parents surprised me with the piano. The next day I bawled my eyes out. It was like the best day of my life. I sat down. And every single day from then on, I just started writing all the time. And I sent him a video and he's like, there's no way that that was your first song. And I was like, no, 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 like, I promise this is my first song. And then once I realized that I could do it and actually put message behind it, um, that's when everything first started. But I mean, I've written lyrics in my notes before and I hear melodies all the time in my head. So I guess I've always had it, but I never knew until it was like unlocked. And now I do it all the time. Now, are you in are you in college right now or? I dropped out to do music full time. Oh, that's but great. I went to college. Yeah. Yeah, you're better off. <laughs> Much better off. And you took like in in school, even in like high school, you didn't take any creative writing classes or anything like that. No, but it's so funny because my favorite class was English always. Like I've always loved to write, but I never wrote lyrics I wrote like just about stories or like I loved writing my whole life but growing up all I knew was that I really wanted to help people like I was always into psychology and really into the idea of just doing something with my life to help everybody um, and once I realized I could do that through music where I don't really like to talk about my problems but I love listening to music and relate the fact that I can now do that with the platform that I have to give somebody a song and allow them to just listen and have therapy in that way now it's like my dream is coming true in that world. So growing up, I've always known I love to sing and I knew I wanted to help people, but I like slowly was able to actually piece it together and be like, okay, wait, I could do both. So you got into the business and you wanted to write because you wanted to help people. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. I love that. That's amazing. I wish more artists kind of had your same attitude. Because another thing that I really like what you said is, I don't care if there's one listener or a million. And that's really like a bold statement. You don't care if there's one listener or a million. And I think that's amazing is because we're living in, in society today, social media. Where that's really all people care about is an audience. And pure art and great art cannot be created if your goal is to seek an audience. Right. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. I think that comes with time. And I think like an audience is great to have and I'm slowly building it. And I feel like I have a family with me on TikTok and my Instagram and all my socials now, but my whole goal was to always help. So if I'm touching one person or a million people, at least I'm touching that one person. So it's not necessarily to me a number game. And I know that's what music now and in the industry is very based on with TikTok being a thing. Now you see a lot of people 
possible and you're able to compare so quickly somebody that blows up with a million views and somebody that has like two views but I think people don't realize that having even 200 people view something is 200 people that you would have never been able to talk to so in my head it's like great amazing I mean the more the merrier but my goal isn't a publicity stunt like I don't want to just sell out arenas to sell out arenas and say it's cool. I want to be able to actually have people that want to listen to what I have to say and can really digest it and feel something with my music. So my goal has never been, I'm going to get this many people to listen. I just want one person to feel the thing I'm saying to allow them to feel better about it, you know? No, I, I think that's great. And, and exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you can affect five people, if you can affect, if you can change two lives, through your music where you're like, you know what? I listened to a song by Rachel and I feel really good. It really helped me out. And that's what I think what art does. Art is about solving problems for the artist because they're working through their problems, writing art and, and writing yeah. songs. And not only are you working through your problems, but you're helping others with their problems. Yeah, for sure. I think with that, it's so cool to me because I go through all these situations. I mean, I'm a teenager. You go through your heartbreaks, you go through losing friends and just losing people in your life or grieving and all this stuff. And it's just so cool to me how you can make something really hurtful into something really beautiful. And that's what really drives me to write about the things that make me uncomfortable and feel really vulnerable is just that creating something from something dark and making it something light just feels really cool. And it's almost like you could finally close that book and give it to the rest of the world to heal as well, but also heal yourself at the same time. Now, <clears throat> you've garnered nearly 200,000 Spotify monthly listeners. That's pretty sizable. Is there anything, like how did you do that? Is it through playlisting? No, it was honestly through... TikTok for the most part and my social media and just posting consistently and people loving what I hear and I go live all the time and talk to everybody. I really, really, really try my hardest to make friends out of my fans. I don't really like calling them fans. I like calling them my supporters, but also like a family. So I feel like it's more just the more vulnerable I am, the more people are to me and now they just listen to me. But Playlisting definitely helps <laughs> for sure, but it really came from just making music and sharing it with everybody. Like, are you talking about the fans on TikTok? Yeah. Okay. So how do you, like on TikTok, how do you separate like the true fans who are generally interested in you and the bots? That's a good question. I mean... There, surprisingly, and I don't want this to start it, but surprisingly, I don't really get many hate comments at the moment. Like, I ha everybody's been insanely, insanely welcoming and nice on the app to me. I know um, with a lot of content creators, you experience both ends, and I have for sure. But hate comments are just motivators. Everybody says it, haters are motivators. It really is, because let's say I'm live on. TikTok right and I have 200 people watching me and then there's that one person that's trying to throw some shade it's like okay well 199 other people don't agree with you like <laughs> it's okay like you're entitled to your opinion so 
how do I tell the difference? I mean, it's easy, but I don't focus on the bots and I don't get many. So that's really good. <laughs> I remember one time I was like arguing with a bot for like an hour and a half and I realized it's a bot. I'm like arguing with myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I, if it's a hate comment too or a bot, I don't really answer. I just, because these to the positive people, because these bots, what they do is what I realized is I was actually, um, these bots can take, like they farm out these bots. Like you have a lot of these companies who, you know, capitalize off of social media and, and they literally have these profiles. They have like a long history and they literally almost like real people, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people come and then you block and then they come back with another <laughs> right. user. And I'm like, all right, have something better to do. No, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, I know it's just crazy. Like, again, I'm arguing with like artificial intelligence. So okay. now you've also made it on several Spotify playlists, including Spotify's pop sauce, young and free fresh finds. These are great playlists. I mean, do you have like, how did you land on those playlists? Was it just because of, I mean, yeah, yeah. Can you, can you elaborate? Because those are really good editorial playlists. Yeah. I mean, again, it's really like, I'm so thankful for the opportunity of just like being able to reach so many people in one day now, just from social media and what it's doing to the music industry. I mean, it's amazing and it's incredible. So it really is just me growing my, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Me growing my platform like online and then it translating back to streaming. Just all work together. Yeah. Now, the story that you posted on TikTok, which is about anxiety, right? Are you talking about Live to Swiss? Yes. Yeah. So this, so this song was the one that really kind of started it for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it actually is. And so even before you posted the full song on TikTok, like, here's what I read that is that you posted a quote, a bit of a story and a demo of the song, right? Yeah. Yeah. And without, and, and that alone, without even posting the song, that accumulated over like a million and a half views. Is that right? Well, the, so the video was playing a little snippet of the song with the quote. So it, it was all at the same time, mm -hmm. but it was so cool. I mean, I remember um, just posting that video and then stepping away from my phone and going back to it. And I was like, whoa, like what in the world just happened? That was my first time ever hitting a million views. I think the video is at like 3 million now, but that was my first time ever actually having like a viral moment on TikTok. So now did you plan for that or was this just like, I'm just going with it? No. So I was going through my own sort of thing where I'm just a huge overthinker and I like to just overthink things. And I feel like everybody's done it. Just make up a story in their head and just go with it. And yeah, so I called my manager and he actually looked at me and he's like, Rachel, I was like, what? And he's like, if you think about something and then it happens, you'll have lived it twice. And I was like in shock because I didn't realize that I was breaking my heart double the amount that I had to because 
it's like you experience one thing and then you're also reliving that moment in your head and making up another scenario. So you're hurting yourself twice. Um, and that second I just went into the studio, made that song and I was like, everybody else needs to hear it. So I just posted it like I do with all my other videos. I mean, I sit in my car a bunch and I sing and I just did the same thing. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna show everybody. And <laughs> people liked it. So I feel like that's mainly what TikTok is now. It's like nothing's necessarily planned. I just wanted to show everybody. So this was something that was just off the cuff that just worked for you. Yeah, I just, I wanted to show people my music. <laughs> so, 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 so what happened? So, so, all right. So basically you kind of posted like this kind of commentary. It, it went viral and then you posted the full song, right? Yeah. And then I just started promoting that because I saw that everybody loved it. So that would be my next release then. Okay. So like during this whole viral moment and this, mm -hmm. so like the people reach out to you, the labels. Yeah, there was definitely interest being shown. I feel like every single time now when I'm releasing music, the more eyes, the more people reach out. So there's definitely been a lot of opportunity that has come from just me sharing that video and me sharing videos after that of my original music. And it's really cool. It's a really, really cool feeling. Like, would you want to sign with a label? When I'm ready. I don't think it's necessarily a rush. Um, but yeah, eventually can happen. It's not like an end-all be-all goal for me. Right now I'm trying to build myself and what I want to make of myself and who I want to be as an artist. And I want to make sure I have that locked down before I go and lock myself down even more. I want to be able to actually know exactly what my sound is, who I, who Rachel Gray is and what I want to do before um, a label, but it's, it's a goal for me, for sure. And right now as an artist, I mean, you have TikTok, you have Spotify. I mean, you pretty much can do everything yourself. <laughs> right. That's also why it's not a rush at the moment. <laughs> right. Right. You're saying in a very, it's <laughs> not a rush because what am I rushing to? Right. Right. Exactly. It would have mean, to be life-changing <laughs> for to be, me to, it would have to be life-changing for me to. Exactly. Life-changing. And, and how, let me ask you this, like, how could a label change your life? How could they do it? What could they do there's for you? A, I know that there's radio play. There's obviously more eyes that can be seen. And I think a lot of it is just being able to push my creativity, like what I actually vision and have that team to help it come to life more. Um, but I mean, we're all really fortunate that there is a lot you can do on your own. And the platform I've made has just been based off of me posting and being able to just connect with people. So yeah, I think there's a lot they can do, but there's also a lot you can do. So <laughs> yeah. I agree. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I can't really think of at this point, an artist, can build themselves a viable business right today without a label okay. yeah 100 and the really only thing the label can do today is maybe give you some radio play yeah but i also think that having a team to support you and be able to put your vision to life even more than you can it's definitely a bonus so right. i wouldn't say it's only radio play um but that is probably the most significant like Right. You can't really get that on your own if you do amazing, you know? Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, 
what did you feel like when you're walking in New York City and you see yourself on like the biggest billboard in Times Square? That, that was the craziest feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. We actually went to New York to celebrate a release and just have a meeting. It was my manager and my parents. And we were just like, all right, let's go get some lunch. Um, and then we were trying to get dessert and we're walking past Times Square. And I lived in New York for a little bit. I went to college there when I did go there. So I was there for a few months and we went to Times Square and they're like, wow, just like, look at the view. And I was like, guys, I'm here like all the time. Like, yeah I see it and they're like no like just look around <laughs> I was like okay and I looked up and I was like no way <laughs> like no way that's me and I I remember I was just like in awe like I was in shock and it's so funny like the people around all were just like wait wait like connecting the dots I'm like yeah <laughs> how did that happen it was a surprise to me I mean it was set up behind my back. <laughs> that was awesome. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, that that's that's incredible. And it is. I mean, I mean, Times Square. And you're only 18. I'm 19 now. 19. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 19. Well, you, you know what? So where did you get like your creative, your, your creative ability from? Is it from like your mother, your father? Like where did you where did that come from? my family always tells me that I'm the biggest oddball in the entire world because my whole family is like job, like nine to five jobs. Like it's not necessarily like the creative side. They're all athletic athletes. I'm like the creative, like deep person. That's just like, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I mean, I'm a really deep person and I feel like I get that mainly from my dad. My dad's also really deep and I have really good conversation. I'm really close with my entire family my creative side is just, it came out of nowhere. Like, I don't know. I really don't. So like when you were like younger, I mean, were you like, I mean, to foster your creativity, I mean, were you like in, did you delve yourself in acting and modeling and theater or Broadway? I mean, anything? I would literally trap myself in my room and go live and sing covers and just that would be my way of getting creative like I loved it I remember I loved trying to make content I always thought it'd be cool to like be a YouTuber before I was a singer like I went through the stages of like a huge way that I expressed myself was in fashion I love fashion and styling myself I feel like that was where my creativity came from I never went to theater or chorus required like I never did any of that I never I don't know I don't know where it came from <laughs> it just happened so you you so you were more of a loner I was I guess a loner in the creative field I had a lot of friends growing up love everybody to death um, still have the friends that I grew up with so I wouldn't say I was a loner I had a lot of friends but when it came to my music world that was when I got to sit down by myself and get to know who I am and kind of feel out all my emotions. That was my way of expressing myself. But the friends that you had, were they more kind of black sheep friends who were more misfits or were they the kind of like the people that you hung out with were more kind of like the mainstream crowd? It was the mainstream crowd. Okay. <laughs> Very like all, it was, it was funny. I felt like I was kind of living a double life because I would 
go to school, hang out with everybody. Everybody knew I sang, it wasn't a secret, but then I'd go live on this app, you know, and I would make sure like none of my friends knew so I could just like, because I, I used to have the worst stage fright ever. It's not there anymore, but I would go and I went and tell my friends that I'm going live, but they were all supporting, like everybody supported me growing up. They loved what I was doing. When I went to college, they were like, why are you going to college? So it was never a surprise to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, all my friends are in college right now. So I'm definitely a little. So let's say that, are you convinced in your mind that you're going to be doing music for a living? Yeah, 150%. Yeah. Now, let's say if life takes you somewhere else. Like, let's just say, you know what? You're like, I love music. I had a great time. I helped myself and I help people. Where else would you think you could be? You know, I have a huge mentality of it's not if, it's when. And I think if you don't believe that, then that's when you fail. And I don't have a backup because I know that this is what I'm meant to be doing. So till the day I die, this is what I'm doing. I've never thought of what if, because I feel like if I walk myself into the what ifs, I'm never gonna get out of them. I kind of just have a vision of like, okay, keep going on this path and see where it takes you. So I, it's, I'm not gonna go anywhere else. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, you, you, no, listen, you have a great attitude. And, and by the way, that, that's my approach as well too. If I'm yeah. like determined, now I'm open to my passions changing, like, yeah. it, but that's me. It's not because like of any other circumstances other than I've done this, I loved it, but my inner passion is changing to move somewhere else. I believe of like course. as humans throughout your life, your passions will change. I think I'll build passion on top of this. Like I'll find different things that I want to dabble in for sure for sure that will be very fun and enjoyable this is I feel like I was put on this earth to make music and express myself through that so that's something where it's like my name's Rachel I'm a singer that's never going to change but I also do this and I also do that and that and that and that that could be a thing but the real thing right here that's I'm a singer there's nothing that's going to change that now you mentioned now that another great thing you said Rachel is you said that I was put on I feel I was put on this earth to yeah. sing. This is my mission. Like, yeah. is this something that's coming like just from your head or do you actually feel there's an other spiritual dimension around you that is saying like, this is your cause? Like both, but it's, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. Like it's a, it's a feeling, it's a weird feeling. I feel very lucky to feel like I know exactly what my, purpose is in life and what I am meant to be doing. I, a lot of people take a lot of time to figure out where they're meant to go. And I'm just really lucky that I have already figured that out. Um, yeah, I feel my purpose, I feel is overall is to help people for sure. Um, so that's my biggest purpose in life. But the way that I express myself and the way that I calm myself down and everything just revolves around music. So Everything is music in Rachel's world. Everything's music in my world. You know, now, now, and here's the thing, Rachel, you're like, again, you're, you are approaching, I'm looking at your TikTok right now. You're approaching almost a half a million followers. 
Now, like, if you're looking, looking at your TikTok page, I mean, you'll see like, okay, you have 300,000 views, you have 30,000, 33, 26, 53, 43,000, a half a million, hundreds of thousands. It's all over the map. It can go from like a half a million to 40,000 to, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Is there any rhyme or reason or you're like, I have no clue. I just post and whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens. Because I've spoken to, I mean, I've made a lot of connections on TikTok and I love everybody that I've met. But I think as long as you're posting what you enjoy, other people will enjoy it too. So I don't post it to be like, okay, this is going to get this many views. Because there's no way of knowing. TikTok is confusing. Mm -hmm. There's things that blow up with you know, you see really weird things, Bob. You see really talented people, Bob. Right. Funny, right. Like there's no, I don't think there's necessarily a code to crack except to focus on what you're doing and build an audience on like what people are enjoying. So when I found out people really enjoy my car covers, okay, I'll keep on doing that. You like this song. Like recently I just posted a cover of It'll Be Okay by Shawn Mendes and it blew up like, Big time blew up, has millions and millions and millions of views. There's like 60,000 people that use the audio. Like you never expect it. And I, I just, you run with what it gives you, you know? So there is no code. I don't know why some do better than others. I don't know if it's time of day or the song or <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, look at some of these comments to one of your videos. This song is too amazing and touching dry your tears my dear and straighten your crown you're so beautiful i love you so much you're an angel i'm going through a breakup i heard the first two notes of the song and started to cry like a little baby you're so beautiful um i love you rachel um i play this song every day i love it stay strong girl like are these the comments that keep you like this is why you make music right yeah. i mean not not because of the applause and the claps no you're so beautiful rachel oh my goodness but it's really how you're impacting people right 100 like when i read through those i'm like like i can't stop smiling now <laughs> yeah it's amazing and and i don't see it and i don't see any negative comments at all i mean yeah you, and like you said i mean you're always going to get a troll of course but, and you know what? Here's the thing. Here's where I really, really, really wanted to talk with you is because I have a great respect for artists in today's age where they can get easily distracted with social media because social media has become really, to me, an idolatrous platform where it's all about the person. Look at me. And the artist isn't like, look at me. First and foremost, the songwriter is about writing a song in the room, being vulnerable and brave enough of putting their thoughts into words, into music, and even more brave enough of not only just releasing their feelings, but even an extra set of bravery of putting it out on a platform and allowing themselves to be liked or not liked. Right, yeah. 
many people aren't willing to do that in life. Right. Yeah. So you, 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 you are a very brave person and you are a leader because you're willing to do something that other girls your age aren't willing to do. Yeah. I mean, I think my whole goal is to be as vulnerable as possible to allow other people to feel as vulnerable as possible and feel like it's okay to be sad and have feelings. But I literally, it's funny you're bringing it up because I just wrote a song called Good Side and it's about that. Like, it's completely about that. It's about how everybody just shows their good side on social media and the picture that they post on Instagram is just like, it's a whole highlight reel and that's what you compare yourself to. So like my whole goal on TikTok or any platform I have is just like, show your bad days too. Like show that side of you because everybody else is comparing that ideal person to their life. And they're like, I wish that could be me, but like, okay, compare my life to yours. If you need, if you're a fan of me, do that. But also know like, I have nights where I'm crying. I have nights where I'm dealing with a breakup. I have nights where I compare myself to people online as well. So it's it's a whole, in my opinion, is a whole perspective on social media and what you want to give out like and put out to the world is what I think about. So if I'm sitting there, the video I think that you just pressed on was me crying, right? Right. Exactly. That was just a bad night. And I was like, get a video of it and just show people that like you're in New York right now and you should be having fun. Great. But like there's nights where you have to just sit down and cry too, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Rachel, it was great by the way. And when is your next single release? Is that the one you're talking about? Like, is that, is your next song release? No, Good Side, Good Side was just released. Got it. No, I mean, but you said you're working on another song now. Yes. I okay. Am. And when, and when, so when's your follow-up song going to be released? Like, so that, so Good Side was just released when, now, are you releasing a song every month, every? I don't have a specific date. Okay. So I can't tell you that, but yeah, I'm going to start releasing music a bunch now. A bunch. So. Great. Yeah. Well, again, Rachel, um, you know, keep, keep on, keep on writing great songs and, um, and keep on doing what you're doing. I love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was so nice talking to you. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Okay, Rachel.